Praise the Lord, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Faith 100 Radio um, tonight. I'm your host, Amon Walker. We are, and tonight we're doing our, our Wednesday night, a Friday night word, which is Faith in the Word Friday. So, and if those that are tuning in and those that um, want to tune in next time when we come in, uh, it's Faith Friday in the Word. We'll be live at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, here on Faith 100 Radio. And you can tune in and follow us there. And if you want to tune in and follow us, you can also follow us on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and in our YouTube account. And you can also listen to us over the internet at www dot faith 100 radio uh, dot com as well and and if you desire to want to tell us um how you enjoyed the show how it blessed you how it encouraged you um and if there's anything that you want to specifically talk about or you have any prayer requests you can email us at faith 100 radio at gmail.com and also for those that are um we live in a techno technological age right now but for those who are um, not really uh, tech savvy with the internet, you can also call in to listen um, to our radio broadcast by phone at 1-631-359-8660 at um, Faith 100 Radio. So I hope you guys all had a wonderful and um, blessed week this week because um, I, I know I had a, a, a wonderful week this week, you know, a little bit. Uh, some challenges today, but it went well today. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, the word for tonight. And kind of the word of tonight is going to kind of share something with you guys, something that um, that I, I went through personally, and God was taking me through a, a process of my life that I really didn't understand uh, what he was taking me through. And, and it was, it was, a point in my life where, you know, some of the things in my life I was uh, struggling with and I, I didn't um, know how God was going to heal my heart from some things in my personal life. And, you know, as the more I recently, you know, was seeking, seeking God, seeking God, seeking God, you know, and I had a lot of things going on in my own, my own heart. So what God did for me um, it was one day I was just in prayer and talking to God. 
and then um, asking God something. And then also was asking God something to share with the, we was, I was starting a daily devotional, which actually I'm going to start back next week. Um, And I'm just deciding which, which way am I going to put it up here or on our, um, on our podcast website, on our podcast. So um, the title of tonight is uh, Converted Heart Through the Word of Faith. So um, and this is something that's going to um, bless a lot of people. And the kind of the foundation of scripture that we're going through, we're going to, was something that I, I began to read in, um, in my Bible um, every morning. Like every morning I get up and before I do, um, before I go into prayer, um, I start reading the book of Psalms. And it's kind of interesting. I would suggest that if you take the time to read the book of Psalms and start going through the um, different Psalms in there, um, it, it will really bless you. And as I begin to start reading the book of Psalms um, in there um, as my daily devotional, and it was something that um, God was just um, speaking to me out of it. And the more I would read it every day, the more God would speak to me. And just recently, uh, for the last two or three weeks, it was like really speaking to me, speaking to me, speaking to me. And I was really asking God this morning, what should, uh, what does he want? Um, what does he want to say to his people? Um, so I was asking God in prayer, God, what do you want to say to the people? Not, not what I want to say is what you want to say. You know, and God began to share this with me about how, you know, God is desiring that, you know, that we as the people of God, we, we have to make sure that our heart is right in this season. You know, even myself, you know, I was actually talking to um, somebody who was a little older in the Lord and a little bit older than me. And he constantly was telling me one day, he was like, Demond, make sure you keep your heart right. And, and I didn't understand more and more, you know, he was telling me, Demond, keep your heart right. And, you know, if you want God to really flow in your life, you really got to keep your heart right. And I was struggling with some things in my own personal life and some things that God was beginning to change in my, my heart as well prior to that. And, you know, I really um, started taking it to heart. But the more I began, um, recently started reading the book of Psalms and going through the book of Psalms, you know, one of the scriptures that stuck out for me. And I, and I hear people say this scripture all the time and I hear it all the time. And I hear it all the time, and I hear it, and I hear it, you know. And it's um, Psalms, Psalms chapter, Psalms fifty-one, verse seventeen, and it's one of the scriptures I use in my um, my daily devotional, and I hear it all the time. So it's it says in Psalms fifty-one, fifty-one, verse ten, it says, "Creating me a clean heart." No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I went kind of, kind of fast a little bit. I'm sorry. It's um, it is. It's verse. It's verse sixteen, and verse sixteen says, "For thou desireth not sacrifice, or else I would give it. Thou delighteth not in burnt offerings, but the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. God will not despise." So as I began to read it and read it and read it, I'm like, God, what is what do you mean by that? What is what do you mean by that? What is it you're saying when you give me this scripture? And I began to read it and read it and read it. And as I look at it every morning and I and I look at it, it keeps it keeps sticking out to me, sticking out to me. And let me give you the definition of the word converted. Converted means the word to change from one form or function to another. So you change from one form of function to another, right? So I'm just going to give you the definition of the word converted, and you, and it will it'll make sense at the end when we're when we're finished talking and we're finished going through going through this, and it's going to help you. Um. So when we look at it, the scripture says in the Amplified Version of the Bible, it says, "My sacrifice, the sacrifice acceptable to God, is a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart." broken down with sorrow for sin, and humbly through the repentant, such, O oh God, you will not despise. And 
you know, when I look at the word, you know, the word penitence, and if you look it up in the Webster's, it talks about being sorrow, sorrowful. And when I begin to look at it um, in my own self, in my own life, like some of the things that I struggled in my heart, because there was things in my life that I didn't realize that um, that I, I couldn't see that God was um, slowly trying to change my heart and, and change my heart in, in, in different areas of my life. And even um, recently, God was doing some more things in my heart, you know, for people, for my marriage, for my children, for my family. You know, God began to like start doing some work in my heart. And I was really like trying to understand like, you know, why is like my heart was going through this this change? And I'm like, wow, what is this thing happening? And, you know, as as much as I wanted to be a whole nother person when I wanted to be mad or upset or not forgiving, you know, for myself, I had to really realize in myself, like, you know, God was trying to do something in my heart, but I, I was kind of, it, it hurt so bad because I didn't really, for me, I really was trying to want to change, but in a part of my heart, you know, I was kind of like upset and mad. And most people do when you get mad and upset at people, that's, that's a given, you know, because we're, we're, you know, we're human. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're born again Christians and we're born again believers, but, you know, we do go through emotional situations and things in our lives and things happen in our lives. So we all do feel some kind of way about some things that do happen in our lives. We, we do. And I have in my own, in my own self. So for me, when I started looking at it, you know, it, it comes down to uh, where God wants me to be and change. And one of the things that I had the problem with my heart was, you know, and it, and it, and it, and it says, I read something that I wrote down and it says the flesh is not problem. You know, the flesh is, it says not the problem, but the flesh is part of the problem. I'm sorry. For people, it's the heart, you know, because the heart, you know, it's, it's the heart that causes you what's in your heart that causes the issues of life, causes the issues to come out which leads to the response in the flesh. So sometimes the things that we put in our heart, we keep in our heart, um, causes us to respond to things to us, to things in our lives in the flesh, you know, because the things that we keep in our heart, and sometimes it's not even, not in our heart, but our heart is one thing, but it's what we keep in our head. Because our heart, our heart, whether, you know, we, if you look at it, medical science, when we look at it, your heart is, your, actually your head is connected to your heart. If you look at the organs and you look at the internal body, there is certain organs that is part of that's connected to your heart. So what is in your head does affect what's in your heart because you have your mind, your will, and your emotions and all that, all those things that happen. So what happens is that when you look at it, it comes down to is that your heart in a, in a, in a sense where, you know, we, we look at it and we don't really think about it. That you know all the stuff that that comes and filters into your heart and your head um, comes down into your heart, and then it also where your heart is the part of your head that keeps all that stuff because it says you know guard your heart with all diligence for out of it will flow the issues of life. And the Bible also says whatsoever man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what you think in your head is kind of like what 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 you'll become, you know. And a lot of times we have situations and circumstances and even I did had things come in that that affected my thoughts and and that would affect my heart because my heart and my mind had trouble coming into agreement with all the stuff that I, that was going on in my own personal life you know personally but you know between myself that I was struggling with and not only that struggling with that but things that God was taking me through and changing the area he wanted me to change areas in my life as well so God was teaching me how to more and more, you know, how not to uh, react in the flesh, but more respond. But it was, he was taking my heart through a transformation and a change, you know. And here's something else that I wrote down was that the heart is, um, the heart can be clouded with things like past failures, disappointments, broken promises, rejection, abandonment, low self-esteem, low self-worth, lack of validation, and past mistakes. These things that I, I, I struggle with, I struggle with abandonment from my father, um, 
leaving, you know, my father leaving when I was when I was a young child, and I struggled with that all my life in my heart, you know, with my father leaving me, you know, dealing with, you know, not feeling very great about myself, struggling with low self-esteem as a young man, you know, all the way up into being a man, struggling with some things and, you know, and and dealing with stuff, you know, being as a husband and you deal with stuff as mistakes that you make. You make mistakes and you've made stuff, you know, made bad decisions and, and things of that nature. And you struggle with those things and those things can cloud your heart a lot and you can have a lot of things on your heart that cause you to struggle with um, who you are and the decisions you made and and your heart can cloud if you go back to um, the previous uh, Wednesday night Bible study we've been talking on um, perception. So that's part of it, which was those things was clouding my heart, at least I know for me. And then it says, you know, the things that I wrote down, the things that, you know, that um, comes that are in my heart will manifest the things that I had manifest in the actions. So a lot of stuff was manifested in actions because it was in my heart. It's not that I was trying to hurt anybody or do anything wrong. It was just it was manifesting in my actions. So what was in my heart and in my mind and the things that I had to simultaneously try to deal with at the same time was manifested in the actions. So whatever, if it was something that somebody bothered me or did something or, you know, whether me and my spouse got into an argument or something like that, it caused myself and even just dealing, it caused me to respond. It caused me to react in a certain way, which was stuff that was out of my heart because it was certain things. And sometimes people don't mean well. They don't mean no harm. They're not hurt trying to hurt nobody. Or, you know, even when we do stuff to interaction with people, whether it's on your job or dealing with the boss or dealing with your family members, sometimes it's not them doing anything to you. It's the thing that's in your heart that's causing you to react, you know, um, because it's trigger points and certain things trigger certain things, you know, that causes you to react. You're not really trying to do anything to hurt them. It's just the, rea the reaction mechanism that you get because, you know, some things is still, it causes your flesh to react and not, you know, realizing that God wants those things in your life healed. And even in myself, I was realizing God still had to heal me from some things, from some of those things and even more things in my life. So, you know, you know, and, and sometimes even, you know, the things that, that are in your heart can cause you to be hardened towards when God starts talking to you. Because even things that I was going through, whether, you know, when I was going through situations of being um, homeless, going through stuff with my, 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 you know, my, my family, not my, you know, my extended family and things of, you know, when I say extended family, sometimes dealing with my family in church and ministry and, and not only just that, but even just dealing with, you know, whether brothers or sisters and siblings like that, it was causing, you know, some things that I was, you know, didn't feel like I wanted to listen because sometimes when you're so mad and you don't want, you know, things to, um, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't feel like, I didn't feel like for myself that I, that I had anybody to understand what I was going through, you know, and that was hard for me, you know, and I was kind of frustrated because sometimes, you know, we all can't always, and, and I realized I can't expect people to really understand what I was going through you know, and realizing, you know, um, I was trying to expect people to understand, but sometimes my family couldn't understand. They couldn't understand where I was coming from, you know, in a nutshell. So I realized that sometimes in your heart and the things that you're going through and the issues you're going through in your heart, sometimes we expect people to understand and they can't, you know, but um, just know that God does, you know, God does understand, you know, God does understand some things and, and some things do I stand corrected. Sometimes people do understand. Sometimes God will lay it on people's hearts to really understand uh, what's going on with you. But the only thing, you know, it's, it's like this. I'll put it to you. There is a scripture in the Bible where it talks about the man at the pool of Bethesda and the man at the pool of Bethesda. He was bound for 38 years. And because he was bound for 38 years, he was talking and he was saying that um, he didn't have anybody to put him in the pool. So he was just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there the whole time waiting for somebody to put him in the pool to get healed. So when the angels came to give you guys some biblical background, 
in that scripture where he was looking for somebody to put him in the pool. And and he was sitting there and along came Jesus. And Jesus came and he said to the man, he said, I'm sitting here. And he was waiting. And he said, nobody came to uh, put me into the pool. He said, they, you know, everybody jumped over him and walked past him. And he was waiting for somebody to come down and put him in the pool. So when I look at it, um, that scripture, it was like Jesus came and he told him, you know, and instantly, like, the man was was made um, whole and healed. But the thing about that scripture was he was actually, he was waiting for somebody to come put him in the pool. He was waiting for somebody to um, take him to his healing because the water was the healing. But mind you, Jesus is the healer. You know, he is the word and the word of God and the word is the healer. So instead of this man waiting, he was waiting for somebody to bring him to his healing. He was waiting for somebody to help him get to his healing. How about the how about the healer came to him, which was Jesus was the healer. You know, the Bible says by his stripes you are healed. So Jesus was the healer and he came to this man and he healed him. You know, so how much more than, you know, God can heal you? Um, by his divine spirit. Because sometimes we look for people to be our healer from what's bothering us. And, and it's not the case. Like for me, I realized that for myself, that in that instance, God was, um, God sent his word. You know, the Bible says that he told in the centurion, he said, I sent my word and it healed. He said, I sent my word and it healed them. You know, when we look, look at it, even just the scripture, when it talks about the centurion man and he asked Jesus, you know, and he was talking about, if you read it, he was talking about the man, be, you know, him being in authority and he, and Jesus said he sent his word. So when God sent his word, God will send his word to you, to heal you, you know, and for myself, you know, even in my, my self, when I was saying in a part of understanding, but God understands. So God sent Jesus. To, to heal this man so that now he said, you know, he was telling the guy, I said, stand up. He said, now you've made, been made whole. So he was telling him, stand up and walk. So now because he was bound mentally constantly and because his mind was mentally bound that he could not move, you know, because when we realize is that your mind keeps you from moving in a direction. Like for me, I couldn't move forward in my life until God really healed me. And I'll get into how God did it and how God um, changed my life. And he just, I mean, it was instantly just one morning, God just changed my heart into the point where, you know, it. it I'll, I'll just explain it to you um, in a little bit when we get into it. So when we look at it, um, look at that, is that, you know, to share something um, with you guys, and then we'll go into another scripture and... Let's look at the scripture where if we talk about the um, Apostle Peter. And mind you, the Apostle Peter, at this time, this was right during the time of after they had the, um, they were sitting at the uh, the table and and they were all sitting after they caught the fish and they were breaking bread and they, you know, and, um, you know, and then Jesus came. You know, before Jesus was betrayed during that time, um, they was all asking the question and wondering, oh, Jesus, um, who can sit at this table? Who can sit there? Who can sit there? Who can sit here? So I'm going to read this uh, to you guys out of a out of a couple of different translations. So um, and Jesus, I'm going to read it in this, the book of Luke, chapter 20, 22. Um, Verses 31 to 33. So now this was all at them sitting at the table and and they were all, you know, at that at the last supper and they were sitting there eating. And Jesus said to him and he said, Simon, Peter, listen. And this is the amplified version of the Bible. And he says, Satan has demanded permission to sift all of you like 
grain. But I've prayed especially for you, Peter, that your faith and confidence in me may not fail. And you once have and you once and once you have turned back again to me, strengthen and support your brothers in the faith. So this was Jesus talking to Peter and explaining to him that Satan was desiring to sift him as wheat. So he was desiring to sift him, you know, so that um, at the time Jesus was telling Peter, he was saying, Simon, Simon, like Peter, listen, like just listen to what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, anytime God speaks like that, he speaks, it's a double enunciation. So he's trying to get your attention and tell you with the emphasis, like, no, you got to listen. Satan has demanded permission. So he said, but I've prayed especially for you, Peter. Why? Because if we look at Peter, that, you know, Peter was the one that was one of the most outspoken out of all the apostles. He was one of the most, um, you know, he walked on, he walked on water, you know, all the things that Peter, you know, did. And he was the one of the most, one of the most talked about of the apostles during in the, in the, in the gospels. So when you look at all the gospels, Peter was probably one of the most talked about out of all the apostles when you look at it. And then, and then he said, I, he said, I've prayed especially for you, Peter, that your faith and confidence in me may fail not. And you once have turned back again to me and strengthen us. And once you've been strengthened, support your brothers in the faith. And then we're going to read this version in the uh, message version of the Bible. And the message version of the Bible says, and I'm going to read um, the, um, verse 31. It says, Simon, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me like chaff from wheat. I've prayed for you. In particular, that you do not give up, you not you not give in or give out. When you have come through the time of testing, turn your and turn and turn your companions and give them a fresh start. To turn your companions and give them a fresh start. So when it talks about when your time, when he's talking about when your time, when you have come through the time of testing. So Peter was going to be tested, and this is the thing. This is the thing that realizing that you got Peter was going to be tested. He was going to be tested. And he was tested. You know, and he said, Peter, when the cock crows, you're going to deny me. And when we look at it, is that sometimes we got to go through the time of testing, the time where God has to test. You know, we go through this period where the devil wants to test us and see if we're going to hold fast to God. If we're going to believe God and stay with God, you know, and because mind you, Peter had instances of his faith, but he wanted to, you know, he wanted to take Peter's faith away from him. You know, he wanted to sift them. You know, that Jesus said that the devil finds nothing in me. So he's trying to sift Peter, to sift them so he can sift out his faith. And sometimes you, when you go through that situation, like he was saying, he said, when you come through, when you've come through the test, you know, and you've been converted. So let's look at it. So let's look at the test. Let's look at it. So now Peter went through all of that. He denied Jesus. And there are times in your life where you will be tested. I've been tested by God. To, not tested by God. I'm sorry. I've been tested in my faith to believe God, you know, through, the, through, through certain situations and hard times, whether God is going to come through or it's not. But I believe God that he's able, you know, that he's able. But the thing that I was looking at is that Jesus talked about, and then when you come through the test, then there's another part to that. So let's look at, let's look at some, let's look at some things that I'm going to, some key pointers and some things that's actually going to help you out in, um, in this. So let's look at um actually getting gathering my notes. I'm gonna read you uh I'm actually gonna read you Luke chapter chapter uh, yeah I'll just I'll read you the uh the version in the gospel of John chapter twenty two and it's kind of interesting. 
So I'm going to read that to you in the Amplified Version um, of the Bible. And that's after Jesus, when he came back and he was resurrected from the dead. And he was sitting with Peter and them, and, you know, they were eating fish and they were sitting um, by the shore. And this was Jesus talking to Peter again, you know, and he said, and I'll read it to you. And it's um, John chapter 21, verse 15. And he said, so when they had finished breakfast and Jesus said, Simon, Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? With total commitment and devotion, he said unto him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you with deep personal affection for a close friend. And Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. Again, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me with total commitment and devotion? He said unto him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you with deep personal affection. As for a close friend, Jesus said unto him, and he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me with deep personal affection for me as a close friend? And Peter, Peter was grieved that he asked him a third time, do you really love me with deep personal affection as a close friend? And he said unto him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you with deep personal affection as a close friend? And Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. So in all of that, when you look at it, when Jesus started asking Peter, it, uh, when I began to read this scripture and I say, why? Because that was the scripture that I was asking God one morning and I was praying and God pulled this scripture out to me. And it was like the power of God hit my heart so strong to the point where I began to cry. I began to like weep so sorrowfully. Like it, it, it changed my heart after I read the scripture and, and the spirit of God began to speak to me. And, and I realized at that point, my heart, something God did to my heart that when I got up from prayer and talking to the Lord, I felt that my heart was totally changed, that my heart was not the same. Like I've, I, since that day, I don't feel the same person. I, I'm, I'm not even the same Damon Walker. Like if God did something to me through his word that changed my heart into something else different, like I see stuff a lot more different. I feel things a lot more different. And I take things with a different perspective and, and it, and it's also almost like to the point where I realize more and more that it's not about Demond Walker. It's not about me. It's about God's people. It's about God. It's not about me. It's not about what, what, you know, it's just really not about me. And when I realized it, when I got up, I, I, I mean, it almost, I mean, it caused me to like, weep and cry. And I was so excited and just so grateful because for so long, my heart was filled with stuff and filled with mistakes and past issues and things in my heart that I, I, I was wondering when this stuff was going to leave and wondering when, when I was like, feel like I was going to get a break. And, you know, and I was so mad and so angry and so full of hurt. And, but I was, I was asking God, you know, like, God just constantly praying and talking to God every morning. And then I would get up and I would read the word and ask God and repent and ask God to forgive me when my heart wanted to be mad at people. My heart wanted to be upset. And I kept asking God, I kept asking God, please, God, help my heart. Help me to be right. Help my heart to be right. Help my heart to be right. God, help me, help me, help me. And I kept asking God, forgive me, God, for having stuff in my heart when I was mad and I was upset. And I kept asking God, please forgive me for just being mad and holding stuff in my heart. And when I got that scripture and I, and I was asking God and it wasn't even for me. And I'm like, I was going to share this for a daily devotional. And I was asking God, what do you want to say to the people this morning? And when God dropped that scripture into my spirit, I, I literally 
I literally was like, I just began to cry. As I sat at my desk, I was crying, but at the same time, I was rejoicing because it felt like something just lifted off my heart. You know, it lifted off my heart so much so that I honestly can say that, that, you know, not that I didn't never say that the word didn't work, but the word like changed my heart into something else different, you know, and I, and I realized that the, the, I know more and more, but I realized more and more how much power the word has, how much power the word of God can convert your heart and change you into something else different. It's the same thing like God was talking to um, Saul when he's talking about he was going to be changed into another man. Like Peter was converted. And then he said, now go feed my sheep, go strengthen your brethren. And it's like, for me, like I realize now it's like, I see myself different because it's like, I'll share this also as like of an encouragement because, you know, this is what happens to, you know, the enemy. And, and I share this with you, like, you know, you hold fast to your healing. Continuously walk out every day with the word of God, because that's what I had to do. By confessing the word over yourself and speaking what God has done for you in your daily life. Like I speak every day when I get up in the morning, I thank God. The first thing I thank God every day for healing me and making me whole. I, I thank God. I said, God, thank you for making me whole today. That is what I tell God every morning. Thank you, God, for making me whole today. Thank you, God, for filling me with your peace. Thank you, God, for filling me with your joy. I do that every single morning. I thank God for making me whole every single day. And, I, and what I do is I read the word. Like even I read the word, like I was saying, I read the book of Psalms in my house before I even pray. So, and then I start speaking the word over my life. And you know, and I hold to my faith because I know I believe and trust God. And for me, I walk, I try every day to really take the word and apply it to my life and just believe God by faith. Because some days I don't, I don't always have good days. Like I had a rough day last week. I was like, God, you got to help me to pray. You got to help me to get up and push past myself to pray. And God gave me the strength. And the more when I got down and I got down and started reading the word. When I started reading the word, even when I didn't want to read the word, I began to read the book of Psalms. And when I started reading the word and I got before God and I just started thanking God and start thanking God for making me whole. And I started speaking over myself and crying out to the Lord. God gave me the strength to get through the day. And, you know, for me, I, I, I stand and I say that believe that God has done the finished work. Because the Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher, even of our faith, that he's already written out the prescription. You know, he is the, he is the, he's the chief physician. So he's already wrote the script out for what you need as far as healing is concerned. Because I didn't know that God was going to do it, or, you know, do it or when it was going to happen. And, you know, and, and I realized like the devil, the enemy tries to bring stuff up to make me getting my old feelings and 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 believing that God hasn't done what he's did but I just live live the word and walk in the word and live the word in my life and stay in the word and apply the word to my heart to my heart and my mind every day it's not like oh I got it down packed I go every day at it you know my you know like my I go hard after God so that's what I do and for me and I, I, I stay in a place of forgiveness and repentance for everything, even myself, even if I do it for a perfect stranger, not even just the people in my family, you know, not even just my spouse. It's just everybody, you know, because I keep that so that um, my life can be blessed and God can work in my life. And not only just that, but um, I started allowing God's work, word to work in my mind and my heart together. Because my mind would say one thing and then my heart would be like, I'm trying to do something else. And then my heart wouldn't be feeling it, you know, because you can say in your, your physical mind is part of your mind, your mind and your, your mind, your brain, let's say your brain and your heart are together in synonyms because they're connected together through all the vital organs. So it's like, you know, what you, 
with your heart is one, your mind is one thing, but your heart is trying to be something else totally different. So I had to put my heart and my mind together, you know, that, you know, we got to, we going to do this thing, the mind walker, we going to get it together. We're going to keep your mind focused on the Lord and we're going we gonna to get it together. And I have to talk to myself. I talk to myself like, to me to get it together and keep my mind focused on the Lord. And that's every day and allowing God's work to, word to work in my mind and my heart together. You know, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? So my heart and my mind, I had to bring them into agreement. Like my heart's thinking one thing, my mind's thinking something else. And they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, and I have to talk to myself like, no, no, what are you doing? No, 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 no. Pull it back in. We're not thinking like that. You know, and for me, it's causing me to have more empathy for other people. Even my family, my children, my wife, it's, it's caused me to really have such empathy when people go through certain things and really understand that God is working on everybody's heart and God is working on the process of everyone right now. And what I realize is that even with Peter, sometimes um, Jesus knew where Peter was. Who else knew more than where Peter was than because Peter you know, he was under Jesus and his leader knew where he was. He knew where Peter was. He knew where Peter was naturally and he knew where Peter was spiritually. And he knew the potential of Peter. You know, and that's why he prayed and interceded. And I thank God for Jesus interceding for myself. You know, the Bible says he sits at the right hand of the Father. Who's, who, who intercedes more than anybody else than Jesus? So I looked at it as that Jesus interceded. He's interceded for me, for me, for you, for everybody. And I realize is that, you know, and this helps me to encourage people through the love of God, even a perfect stranger, even people that I've I've met throughout my day. I just try to really have compassion towards people. And it's changed my heart to really see stuff different and and take my focus off of me and think about other others than myself. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful every day. And I just love the Lord. You know, and if I could say to anybody that if you, if you, if God is, if God can help me, he can help you. If you're going through heart issues and you don't know what to do and life is, is, is coming at you every which way, Jesus is the healer. And all you have to do is ask Jesus to come into your heart and come into your life and fill you with the Holy Spirit. And I guarantee you, once you get that and get the word on the inside of you and, and get a Bible and, and, and come back and listen to um, you know, us here at Faith 100 Radio and not hear what God has to say, you know, and I guarantee you. Once you give your life to the Lord, your life will never be the same. My life is never the same. And my life now is so different than I was when I first got saved. My heart is different. My mind is different. The way I think is so different. You know, I said, you know, the Bible says when I, I walked as a child, you know, I think I put away childish things. So now I became a man. So now I became converted and I'm changed now. So now I realize like it's all because and through the word of God, through the power of the word and without me having to believe God in the word and through the relationship of God, he can change your life. He can change anybody's life. If you just give him your heart, your mind, your soul, your will, you know, because. Excuse me, God is the best thing and he can be the lover of your soul. He can be the one true thing in your life if you give him your heart and let the word work. You know, the one thing I had to realize is I had to realize I had to come to submission of the word. You know, because I was wondering why things weren't working for me. I was wondering why I was struggling with stuff in myself. You know, and it's not the external stuff that was struggling. It was the stuff that was struggling, the, 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 the inner me and in the in me, the enemy that's in me. That Paul said there's no good things in good thing in my flesh. So the things that was in me was, was what I struggle with, but it's, I struggle with not just within me, but I struggle with the word working because sometimes the words got to cut and then, and 
they share like when you have heart surgery, they got to cut you. And when they have heart surgery, they got to cut you slow. Because if they cut you the wrong way, you could bleed out. You could bleed internally pretty fast and hemorrhage. So it's like when God has to cut you with the word, it has to be a slow cut. And then once he slow cuts you, he got to surgically find the area. They, they can pinpoint it, but then now they have to cut you open to fix all the things that needs to be fixed. Like God had to surgically cut my heart open with the word, surgically cut me open. And he had to heal me because the Bible says that he's the bomb of Gilead. You know, he's the healer, you know, and, and that's where, you know, it's like a bomb is like a salve. So when God put that healing and ointment on there, it's going to heal up. Even when they put the stitches on there and God is trying to close up some wounds in people's lives. So if you have wounds in your life, that needs to be healed, like old stuff. Sometimes God has to sometimes cut certain things open because sometimes you could have certain things in your natural life that's a scar. And sometimes they didn't heal properly. And sometimes you got to go back through surgery again to, to, to cut it so he can fix it so it heals properly. Because sometimes some things, you, they don't heal right. And people, some people who have had multiple surgeries and they've gotten infections, because sometimes you can get an infection and they got to come back in and cut it open and drain it out so it'll heal right. So for me, like God healed the areas in my heart. You know, one of the things I was talking to God about today, um, and, he, and I was, he was sharing with me, like, you know, sometimes we could be delivered, but not healed. You know, and, and even again, he was reminding me of something also. That's what he was sharing with me again, because, and I was asking God, like, well, why? He said, because when you are delivered, he said, look at the children of Israel. So when you guys have time and you read it, you know, so you understand how God works. When the children of Israel, God delivered them out of Egypt. So when you deliver, you know, when you do a purging process, the word purging, look up the word purge and purge means separate. So if you look up the word purging means God has to separate you. So when God saves you, he separates you from the world. So that you understand what salvation is. Now, when you become born again, he separates you from sin. He separates you from the world. So now once he separates you from your old life and what you used to do, now the process comes in where now God has to heal you. So now as the Bible says, as they went, he was healing them. So they, they were delivered, but they were not yet healed. Sometimes, you know, some you look at the scriptures in the old, in the new Testament, where when Jesus went, he said, go and sin no more. But then when you look at it, there are some people who had instant, their healings were instant. And then when you look at it in the standpoint, everybody's healing is different. Some things, but some things take time because there's layers to people's healing. Some people's healings are, are deeper than others. Some people, because every God has to work on everybody individually different. So, you know, what I've learned to understand is that you can be delivered, but not healed, you know, because then it takes the word because now the word has to come in and you have to apply the word to your life to now get the healing because the healing is in the word because Jesus is Jehovah Rapha, the healer, you know, the everlasting counselor, almighty prince of peace. He is, he'll bring you the peace that you need because sometimes peace may be your healing. You may need healing might be your peace, you know? Everybody's healing comes different because what it is, but everybody's healing comes different. But the one two thing that stays constant is Jesus and the word. The word is the healer. So I say that is because a lot of times people got this misconception like, okay, I'm delivered, but you still not healed. Because I was delivered from some stuff, but God, God took me 20 something years of my life. I got saved. January, no, I'm sorry, December, December 6, 1998. And I can remember it till this day. And it's been over 20 something years. And there's areas of my life where God had to heal me from. And then there's areas where God had to deliver me from some stuff. And then he had to still heal me from some stuff. So I realized the healing, you know, healing is, is not a, it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Because guess what? It takes, it takes time, but you have, the Bible says, um, faith without works is dead. So, 
And that's where the sense is. When you become born again and you become saved, you know, God delivers you from your sin and he frees you from your sin because now Jesus took your sin. So now you be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So now once he does that, now you are, now you become born again. Now he has to just heal you, heal you from the past hurts, whether it's uh, past situations, past thoughts, past mistakes, um, everything that it is that you need to be healed from. He is the healer. But you got to allow him to heal you. You got to to allow the word to work. And one of the things that I realized is that um, that the word, you know, the Bible says, with all thy getting, get understanding. You know, and the word has to be an application. So even if you take these scriptures and go back over them and um, go back over Luke chapter 22 and, you know, especially go over... um, Psalms 51 and read it in the different translations and ask God to really speak to you. Ask God to talk to you. Ask God, you know, if you're not saved, ask God to come into your, your life and your heart and, and come in and fill him, fill you with his Holy Spirit and give your life to him. Because today and tomorrow is promised to no man, but God doesn't want you to die and go to hell and miss um, Jesus when he comes. And God wants no man to perish. He wants all men to be saved. And that's the love of God. God God cared that much about Peter. Check this out. He came later on in that chapter and came back to Peter. And he came and talked to Peter. And Peter had to come with such sorrowful that he came to repentance to Jesus. You know, and that's how God didn't give up. And Jesus never gave up on anybody. And the word don't give up on nobody unless you give up and, and don't want God at all. The word never quits because God said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So God knows you. Who knows you better than God, who is the creator? But God don't quit on nobody because love don't quit. God's don't, God don't quit because God is love and love is God. And God's word is love. His, his word is merciful, judgment, wrath. It's all of that in his word. But the one constant is that God loves us and he wants us to be saved because he created us. So the one thing I tell people in closing, if you don't know Jesus, I would ask you to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Give him your life. And, and I can lead you in a simple, we can lead you in a prayer, a profession of faith and confess and confession. So, and I'll tell people why it's so important to confess you know, confess it, and it's something, and it's a scripture, and it says that if thou confess with thy mouth that the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved, thou, and believe in thy heart that God raised Jesus, raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And it's Romans 10, 9, and 10. So it talks about when you look at it, you gotta, it says you got to confess you know, confess with your heart and believe in your mouth that Jesus Christ was, you know, raised from the dead. You know, and that's important that you confess it from your mouth, you know, and you believe it in your heart, you know, and that's, you know, and um, that's important that you do that. And I'm going to read it in one more translation for you to give you a better understanding. It says, because if thou acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification that is being made righteous, being free from the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly and resulting in his confirming and confirming his salvation. So it says, for whoever believe in him and Harris and trust and relies in him will not be disappointed in his expectation. So when you read that version, read that in the Amplified Version of the Bible. So. We're going to say this in closing, and we're just going to say this, and just repeat it after me, and say, Dear Lord, 
Please forgive me, for I am a sinner, and I sinned against you, God. Please forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me from my sins. Come into my life. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you, Jesus, was raised from the dead. And Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Fill me, Jesus, with the Holy Spirit that I might live forever with you, Jesus. And that, Jesus, you can help me because, Jesus, I belong to you. And you are my Lord, my Savior, my Master. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that, and and you said that, and you believe in your heart that um, you are saved, and welcome to the family if you confess that, and you believe that in your heart, because you have to believe it in your heart, believe it in with all your heart. So if you did, just um, just let us know. Just let us know, and as I said before, just send us an email at faith100radio at gmail.com and let us know how you like the, the broadcast and if it, ble- it bless you. I'm sorry, I'm just talking fast. It bless you. Just let us know and um, we will reach out to you if you have any prayer requests or anything. Just um, email us um, at our email Site or you know you can find also too on our on our website at www.faith100radio.com as well, and we will be putting this um, broadcast back up on our website that you can listen to um, in its entirety, so that you can even download this message. So we just want to thank you for tuning into this um, broadcast, and we just want to. Uh, Close us out in in a word of prayer before we go, and we also want to just say, uh, tune in to us next Wednesday night. We will be um, on the air live at seven p.m. for uh, Wednesday um, for Word Wednesday. So, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Our um, social media accounts. So we just want to say, let's close out in the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for all those that tune in and that will tune in to this live broadcast or or tune into it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you bless them. Bless them and their families. Bless them in whatever they do, God. Prosper them, Lord. Lord, be with them, Lord, during this difficult time and during this time that we live in, Lord. Give them the strength, Lord, and the hope, Lord. Lord, allow them, Lord, and be with them, Lord. Lord, ask, just love on them, God. Love on them in a special way, Lord, that they would hear your voice, O oh God, that you would speak to them divinely. Work in their hearts, O oh God. Help them, Lord, in the issues of their heart that only you know and you can touch through your word. Jesus, we pray a divine um, intervention in their lives. We pray that you, Jesus, would step in in the area of their lives, anything that they're struggling with, anything that they're bound with, anything, God, that that they're held, Lord, by their past, by the hurts, by by even the enemy, oh God, let your word come in and, Lord, destroy every yoke that is keeping them held from you, God, that they can have a relationship with you, that they can know you, God, that they can give their heart and their lives to you, God, and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And for those that know you, God, strengthen them in their walk, Lord. Help them, Lord, in their heart, Lord. Lord, help them in this time, Lord, to trust you by faith, Lord. Trust you in their finances. Trust you in their health, Lord. Trust you in every area of their lives, Lord. Be with them in power and strength, Lord. Let your word, Lord, heal, Lord. Heal every area of their lives, Lord. Jesus, we know that you are the author and the finisher of their faith. Jesus, help them to walk by faith and not by sight. And trust you, Lord, in this hour. Be with them, Lord. Be with their families, their loved ones, 
in their children, oh God. Be in their finances, oh God. Be in every area of their lives, oh God. And Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just being with us on this broadcast, God. And we thank you, Father. And we love you, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for all those that will tune in, Father God, and listen to your voice, oh God. Because let them know, God, you love them, Lord, more than anything in this world, oh God. Because we know, God, that the day and the hour in Jesus Christ is soon to come. Father, let us be ready. Make ourselves ready for the bridegroom, Lord. Give us time and the grace, God, that we need to get ready, God. Help our hearts to draw closer to you and to love you, God. Help us, Lord. Love our brothers and sisters, God. Help us to come out of who we are, God, and help us to go into your word, Lord. For, Father, you said in your word, apart from you, we can do nothing, God. But, God, through your word, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, O oh God. And this, Father, we pray that we plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord. Plead the blood over their homes, their family, and their children, O oh God. Watch over them, Lord. Keep them safe, Lord, throughout this evening, O oh God. And Father, thank you that your word goes forth. And Lord, it will not return unto you void, but it's going to accomplish what you sent it out to prosper. Because your word is fruitful and multiplying, Lord. And God, this we thank you, Lord. And we praise you, O God, in Jesus' name. Well, the people of God and everyone listening out here and um, at Faith 100 Radio, we will say, God bless you. We thank you guys for tuning in so much. And we'll see you guys next time. If the Lord say the same and delay is coming here at Faith 100 Radio. We love you guys so much. And we're praying for you all out there. God bless you. Stay strong in the faith. For the word says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. But we also see here, don't be just hearers of the word only. Be doers as well. We love you guys all. God bless you is our prayer.